Oliver's a murderer. He's a murderer. She's a murderer. They're all murderers. Everyone is just murderers. This is season six, episode seven of How to Get Away with Murder. Stay tuned. I'm Maria Menounos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, AfterBuzz. Hey, guys. What's up? <laughs> I'm back in the his house. Welcome Whoa. back, everyone. <laughs> in What's up? Hey, guys. I know you've missed me so much. Oh, but please, <laughs> please. Just calm down for a second. I bring the energy. I bring the, I'm the hype man. We're here right. with a gang of murderers. <laughs> yes. On tonight's episode of How to Get Away with Murderer. But, murderer. <laughs> murderer. murderer. <laughs> I make her nervous. Della Murderer. CJ, please don't, <laughs> don't flatter yourself. He's the show back has and, just you know, began. Right. I mean, you've missed Already. two weeks of me, so I have to like bring out the energy back. Thank Welcome you guys back, for tuning in. As always, I'm your host for tonight, Elena. We are missing April. Oh. So miss sad. You. But I have my gorgeous, lovely, airy sister to the left of me, Miss <sighs> Jamie Gray. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> and then I have the trendsetter. CJ Walker. I'm sorry I've been gone. I've been working on something with a little Jordan Woods. Oh, have you? You know my song that I've been trying to tell you to promote, but you haven't. Great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't recall. I love all things how to get away with murder. I don't necessarily know that that's how to, you you know, I don't think that goes in line with what we're discussing tonight. But. So much to talk about, including the case with David and Ryan talking about school shootings and just the tragedy of what comes with gun laws. Mm -hmm. We're going to be talking about the drama between Gabriel, Asher, and Michaela. Nate and Tegan get into a little tough, and then Frank finally confesses his love for Bonnie. So interesting. You don't want to miss this. (laughs) We will also have our special segment and some fun news and gossip, so make sure that you stay tuned. I just want to know y'all overall thoughts of the show because I was about to jump in, but I'm like, you know what? How do, y- <laughs> how do y'all feel about episode seven? Let me recollect my thoughts. I mean, it was an okay episode. I think we had mentioned before it was it wasn't as um, action packed, like a lot of things happening. Um, so it was, I'm not going to say dry, but I could have still used a little bit more. But it wasn't bad. I do love. Um, the fact that Frank is confessing his love for Bonnie, although it's a little confusing. Um, but I think it's just interesting to see him back out there. Very quick recovery. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's been a month, but I thought that was very quick. Um, but yeah, it was all right. I loved the case with David. I know, I know we'll get into that with David and Ryan. So I think they had good stories, but it doesn't help me as far as what's going on as far as the murders and what's happening with Gabriel and all these things. So it's up in the air. I disagree with you, kind of. I wouldn't. You said you wouldn't say it was dry. I would say it was dry. I did not think it was a dry episode. There wasn't much happening. We, um, we literally. It was literally like two storylines happening, and they were dry. I feel like it was a buildup. I think to that what, the. I think the reason you feel like this episode was dry is because they were trying to close up some loose ends and kind of build up to what's coming into next week. So there wasn't as much action as we wanted, but we finally got introduced to the governor. And we've been asking about, like, mm-hmm. what happened to the governor? Where's the governor? Like, you know, we've been asking these questions all season, and we finally got that. But in order to get there, they had to build it up in some way, which yeah. made it seem like it was a little monotone. Yeah. I think that's, right. like, the best way to... Put the episode. The episode just felt monotone. Right. But there was a lot of different storylines. And one of the reasons we love this show so much is because it always talks about real life topics that is yeah. happening in our everyday life, including gun laws and mm-hmm. school shootings and 
the tragedies that come with that. And with that storyline, I was just grateful that we were able to dive into that. So let's just jump right into yeah. David and Ryan and the whole case that Gabriel actually brought to Annalise. I was very proud of him. Of course you were. I, well, I mean, but he, he led this case, although it was not the most uh, exciting or promising result that they wanted. I mean, he he did a good job. I was proud of him. And I'm also just very proud of him for punching Asher. Can we get a thumbs up for what? that? No, I was so no, happy that he finally no, let him no, have no. it and said, what? He had, <laughs> I needed what did it he say? Please. It was like my punch. I wanted to get it. Don't do the But whatever he did, I was happy. Whatever the punch was, and I was just he happy said, that what? he did it to Asher. So... No, well, I thought they were. Gonna, I thought they were gonna take like that storyline different and make it like a race thing mm-hmm. because when I saw like the mom was black, I thought they were gonna make it like a like a race a race thing. The basically. grandparents, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Wait, that was the grandparents, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are the grandparents. <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I didn't expect that turn uh, that it was gonna be like about uh, his sexuality or anything, but I mean, it was a cool. It was a cool like story and trending topic that they brought into this episode. I thought it was very moving too, you know, just to to see from that perspective because we had to learn more about the story. So we got bits and pieces. First we find out that he shot this student. A teacher is shooting a student. It's like, why why did you have the gun on campus? How did all this even come about? So to learn that eventually, you know, that the child knew about his dating app and that he was into men and all these things, that's when my mind, like, literally when all this was happening, I was like, sexual assault, it's abuse, something, because how else would he know? And was it that deep? So I'm glad that, you know, David, along the way, was able to come to grips with that and to admit his, his wrong and his part. And it was just a very... Uh, touching uh, moment as well with the grandparents, you know, with the mom. Of course, I was like, of course, she, the grandmother is going to say, like, no, I'm not, I'm not happy <laughs> with you. And I think that that was needed to show those perspectives. Um, yeah. Would you feel like whose side would you have taken, the grandma or the granddad side? Like, would you have wanted mm. to? Okay, well, I, I want to get into that because what you're about yeah. to ask is a great question. But just to backtrack a little bit, so we get the case and we have Ryan, the student who is dead. Mm-hmm. And when it was presented to us, I wasn't sure, like, what transpired for a Mr. G to kill him. Yeah. It, it could have been so much. So even before you get into the, like, the argument between the grandfather and the grandmother, which was a great argument, I think prior to that, it goes into, should Mr. G have, has should he even have had a gun on campus? No. No, yeah. What even uh, made him think to say, let me bring a gun to campus in the climate of gun violence because it's still a present day. And isn't but, that but illegal? That's a, but it is illegal, yeah. but that's exactly why in the beginning the defense was, you have all these school shootings going on. So as a teacher who's in this situation with with colleagues dying and your students dying and students bringing guns to school, you almost bring a gun for protection. Mm-hmm. If my te- if I knew my teachers came strapped, I'm not going to school <laughs> because my teachers didn't like me and I, I know oh, they came for me. <laughs> but, but, but the reality of it is we live in the world, or at least in the show as well, where school shootings are so prevalent that people feel helpless. So we're being taught, like, there are commercials on how to protect yeah. yourself or what to do or, or just very touching things. Do you feel like, I mean, I guess y'all already answered this. Y'all y'all feel like he's wrong to have brought the gun? I'm not yeah. mad at him for bringing the gun necessarily. 
I'm going to say no only because I don't trust teachers. You know, I mean, there are actual teachers who don't like their students. You know, it's yeah. not a it's not a far-fetched thing. You know, we have friends who are teachers who talk about, you know, their favorites and the ones that really get on their nerves. So I can only imagine a teacher in a high school, you know, where just all the emotions. I remember, like, even just when fights would break out, it's like I, I don't want a teacher to take their anger out on me. I'm not their child, but it just in those situations, no, nah, I, I couldn't. Yeah, and I um, like... Nah. Yeah, I think he, what you said, it was wrong for him to bring it? Yeah, I mean, and also, he knew better. Just like the grandmother said, you were the adult, so you know, like, what is expected of you. Like, if anything, all you had to do was go up to the dude and just say, let me take this. Because, I mean, I feel like teachers get called names every day. Yeah. I Suck agree. it up. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand how you could see, Elena, you could see that it was okay for the teacher. Not that it was okay, that I understand. Yeah, but and there, I get it. But that's like, first of all, that's against the law. And secondly, if you want to expect a student to bring a gun, why would you expect a teacher to protect? So hear me clearly. Because of all the school shootings, I understand why he would think it would be okay for him to bring the gun to protect himself and the students. I get the mindset. Not that it's okay. Not that he should have. Like, And especially in that instance, even if... Even if you thought that Ryan was going for a gun when he was actually going for his phone, we later found out during the, before the trial, you should have, like, if you're going to bring a gun, you need to make sure that you have a sound mind, that you have sound judgment, like, whatever the case may be. So for him to have been reaching for his phone and died for that, right? you you are the problem. You know what I mean? So yeah. what I'm, I'm not saying that it's right, but I'm saying I do understand his mentality if that is why he brought it to school. I don't really know why he brought it. Yeah. And it just, it shows that the teacher already had some sort of animosity towards Ryan, you know? So I I think, you know, for him to have been a kid, all the students were saying he was a bully, Mm -hmm. he was doing all these things. So maybe he was. Maybe he was that class clown that also made fun of the teacher. And so the teacher started to feel some type of way, you know, once he knew this big secret. And he prepared for that. But he literally meditated on it. And so it is legit murder. I wrote in the chat to ask what you guys think and I see some of your responses pouring in so go ahead and keep responding and when I see some of um, when I see some of them I'll just go ahead and call it out but moving back to your questions your I guess your question CJ between the grandparents grandma basically said (laughs) you're an adult you should you need have to go to jail. Yeah, <laughs> she said like you gotta go. You need to suffer. She was like, she was like, uh, I'm suffering, so you need to suffer too. Yeah. And then the that granddad is. was like, I can like forgive you. So yeah, that's why I want to know what would you guys? Oh my gosh, and it's, it was it's so sad as well, but eerie how you know present day stories correlate with the show because even with um, Botham Jean, you know, and that and incident forgiving. and how the, the forgiveness mm-hmm. um, and how they bring uh, the Bible and, and what God would want. And I think those are important values to instill, but at the same time, you don't need to forgive someone, I think, right away. Let, let it process. Um, I just, I couldn't agree with it. So, no. I agree with the grandmother, not the granddad. So then, I, I, I feel like I could have agreed with the grandfather had it just been what it was. The fact that we later find out that Ryan knew that the teacher was gay and was on this dating profile and he may have been afraid of being exposed, that's a whole different breed. Like, now you're about to battle a child because you're afraid to come out of the closet. Right. And also, how did he get a a hold of your phone to find out the dating app and to find out that you were into men? Like, your notifications, your your privacy. Yeah, he said said a message popped up and Ryan saw it. He's careless. He's careless. Like, I'm done. Someone was like, do not collect $200. Go to jail. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> but but that that becomes the problem. So once we find out that he's afraid of being exposed, yeah. that's when my my mindset starts changing because I'm like, oh, you killed this kid, and now you're trying to act like you thought he was gonna shoot up the school. Yeah, that's a problem. I kind of mm-hmm. agree with the grandma. Like, if I'm suffering and you're the one who made me suffer, I'm like. I kind of have like an eye for an eye. I'm suffering, you're suffering too. But then I think it's uh, it's not healthy to like carry on that burden and hold on that like hatred for so long. So like in time, maybe like you can forgive them or like because I don't think just him going to jail will make them feel better at all. But like they said, it'll help. And she had already lost it'll her help, daughter. Yeah, so. but like I don't think I think forgiving him will also help even more. And that's what Annalise said. Yeah. Because when Annalise was talking to them, and even when she brought Asher in, she was trying to pull on their heartstrings and kind of bring in that sympathy. So her sharing her story about losing her kid and and saying that, you know, amongst all the things that she wished she could do to the person who ran into her, one of the biggest things is wanting an apology. So it's not that they didn't want him to go to jail or that they were going to, like, completely just forgive him. It's like... Allowing him to have the opportunity to apologize and just accept his wrongdoings and that he did take the kid away, yeah. I think was enough. Like, and plus him going to jail for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. My my question to you guys is how did you feel about, I guess, Gabriel sitting there finding out that Annalise lost her son and asking about if it was Sam's? Gabriel just, <laughs> needs, he just, needs, he just needs to mind his business. Like, he's, he's just going. No, because he just came into this friend group to get, like, and some information that he, first of all, is none of his business. He keeps meddling into Annalise's life. Like, the last episode, he was just, like, brought that tape to her and, like, homie, get he, out of their life. He you, is obsessed. You have um, your issues, like, with your dad. Get out of Annalise. Annalise did what she did. And that's her past. That has, I mean, maybe it has a little to do with you, but, like, it's not your business. Like, Go. I, I will give Gabriel benefit of the doubt only because literally for all of his life, his mother barely spoke about his dad. So now he has like the key to everything about his dad Annalise's through Annalise. Problem? It's not necessarily her problem, but I he's mean, making it her problem. He, he <laughs> is, and he's overly obsessed. And yes, it is a bit much, you know. But I I can also understand why he's doing those things too. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> no, you know? I don't. And also that his that that son that she lost was. His, know, brother. his brother would have been his brother. So you know, Half it's brother. like I, I get that, and they're in the car ride. It's like, what else are you gonna talk about? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Turn you the music up, go to sleep. Like, no. I just thought it was interesting that he brought this particular case to her, and that he was fighting so hard. And even when Mr. G got twenty years, he was like, "That's it." Um, I feel like he's holding on to something, and it's something that we can't give him. So it, it just gets really interesting. But we have Ill Will in the chat who says, "I don't think teachers having guns is wrong. I do, however, I do, however, think teachers who are ready." Who are already afraid and hiding something, having a then having a gun is wrong, which I could agree. Like, no. what do you mean, no? <laughs> no, teachers should not have guns because everyone. What if they have like some vendetta against a kid and like subconsciously uses it on them, or just and like teachers, has a bad teachers day? Teachers have one day. sex with their students. They kill their students. They can't be trusted. Because <laughs> and I think this was actually like a, to the streets. It was like a theme going around, like on mm-hmm. social media, where they're saying should teachers be allowed to have guns no. and I think we're all still 50-50 on it for me I just don't trust certain teachers so I feel like they would try to threaten it like in certain schools if that was a Catholic school they allow you to beat <laughs> the kids with the paddle no like imagine so, like you're not doing your homework or something and the teacher just like lives up but not, not in that case like not in the case where it's like ha ha he he yeah. like 
in reality, though, these kids are bringing guns to school. Yeah. But, like, you they shouldn't allow the teachers to bring guns just because a kid might bring a gun. I, I'm not arguing with you. I'm, I'm just, just saying, saying it's a possibility that... And keep it discreet. You know, there are people in certain <laughs> workplaces that have guns, and you may not know it. I don't have one. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look out. Before we move on to the drama that happens in the court house between Gabriel and Asher. Ms. Jamie Gray has something for us. Yes, guys, thank you so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. We love it here at After Buzz and we love you for watching. So if you want to continue to be involved, make sure you hit that like button. Yes, the like button. Subscribe and subscribe to all of our other channels because we have everything from drama to reality TV shows, competition shows, pretty much any of your favorite TV shows we are probably reviewing. Also, if you're listening, we love you too. Give us five stars and of course leave a comment and leave uh, keep the conversation going we love you again for watching yes thank you guys that was awesome that was actually really awesome but what thank wasn't you. awesome was this cat fight between Ugh. Gabriel and Asher in the courthouse like they are children I was, like toddlers I was, <laughs> especially since what it was mean, in the courtroom said, wait, but I was he here he was for like, it Whoop. And he was like, like what? Like, I'm not a fighter, I'm a lover. Um, but yeah, I, I was here for it just because Asher has gotten on my nerves this entire show. And um, I think he's rubbing it in Gabriel's face. So I already feel like Asher's a loose cannon. Gabriel's a loose cannon. They have, they're both murderers. So, I mean, I, get, I think that's what uh, Michaela's attracted to. Murder? I mean, everybody, everybody's a literally a murderer. Yeah. I think it was just so annoying that they were in this pissing contest, as Michaela said in the episode, the whole night. Like, it the was just... The whole season. I mean, uh, kind of the whole season, but it has gotten to an extreme ever since that little kiss last week. Mm-hmm. So, I just... I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed that they're grown and that this is what it has resulted to. And I don't know if I should be able to assume that Michaela and Asher hooked up from that kiss. Like, we didn't see anything further than the kiss. Right. So do y'all feel like they actually went all the way? Did they have sex? Did they sleep together? No, I, I I mean, yeah, I don't think so. I think she just said that to, like, make him shut up. And also, when she was explaining it, <clears throat> sorry, when she was explaining it to Gabriel, <clears throat> she had said, so, <laughs> he's going to knock me out. When she had um, said it to Gabriel, she said it was just a moment. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it's a moment, it, you know, it's probably just kissing, you know, it's not them actually hooking up. So why do y'all feel like Michaela decided to break up with Gabriel? Cause honestly, because honestly, she's, she's tired much. of it, and he does not agree with her. Asher is like her sick little puppy who will follow oh. her wherever she goes and will agree with everything that she does. No, Asher just has his heart on his sleeve and knows how to love her the way that she needs to be loved. Asher has mm. a lot of love to give, and Michaela is finally realizing that she left her 80 and went to a 20. I don't think that's the case because if that was the case, <laughs> if that was the case, then they wouldn't have broken up. I, I don't right. think that Michaela she, wants either of them. I think the only reason she keeps going back to Asher is because of all these strings that they have together. Like, they literally are murderers together. Mm-hmm. All wrong. of their secrets, not wrong. <laughs> all of their secrets, be like within their own lives and then within the K5, K4. They they can express that to each other. They can talk about those things. Michaela cannot share that with Gabriel. But she knows she sees that Asher always is always there. He's always helping her. He always has her back, and that's like he he. She's finally seeing that he like truly loves her. I don't know. I just Asher is just one of those people that I, I don't think he even knows fully what he wants. He doesn't have a grip on reality, especially even after his dad died or after he killed. Um, the, the lawyer, I always forget her name, but um, when he ran over the, her, mm-hmm. it's I think he's, like I said, a loose cannon. 
I don't think I don't see anything good coming from that. Um, I was I was on to something, but it just kind of <laughs> slipped for me. But I'll get to that in a second. So <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't know. I feel like there's something deeper, and it could be with Gabriel mentioning, oh, you know, your dad. I I pushed you to meet your dad, or your dad came, and then all of a sudden. You decided to break up with me. I think that there is something there because in the courthouse before the fight happened, she went up to Gabriel and said, Gabriel, you were right. And I mean, yeah, and it's like we all knew that because Michaela, she she does, I think she likes Gabriel because he is that man that she had initially wanted from first season. She wanted a black man who was doing well and he kind of fits that bill, but he has all these issues. She didn't necessarily want Asher. Also, although Asher and Michaela have this connection, I don't believe it's fully uh, authentic because Asher still doesn't know what happened at the Keating's house, you know, when Sam died. He doesn't know that Michaela was the one that pushed him right. off. So there's still lies and secrecy. So, Okay, so before we move on to Nate and Tegan, who won the fight between Asher and Gabriel? Um, Asher. <laughs> who won the well, fight? Because Asher was, was sitting there icing himself, saying, "I got, I got some good hits." Okay, in. just because someone got a harder hit, I'm not mean... saying that. I'm asking. I'm literally I would asking. Just say Gabriel, <laughs> he got the first punch, and then he was the first one to get up. No, I say it was Asher because actually, honestly, I think it was a tie. Let us know in the <laughs> chat room who you think won the fight between Gabriel and Asher, and maybe that will determine who gets Michaela's heart in the end. I don't know. I hope not, because she just needs to find, like, an actual man-man. Yeah. Yeah, no, wait, never mind. <laughs> what would you like, CJ? No, nothing. <laughs> go, go for it. <laughs> no, you this is your world. We just live in it. <laughs> you don't want <laughs> nah. me to say what I was going to say. Moving okay. on to Nate and Tegan. Nate convinces Tegan to take on this law f- lawsuit mm-hmm. and name the governor. And Annalise decides to call on Killer Frank, which is, I don't know how he recovered so fast. Child. But she says we need the bad Frank and, and they're full go, which is why I can't trust Annalise as friends with anybody. I don't trust anybody and I'm kind of upset about it because I have gr- we've always, I think, for the most part, have liked Tegan as a character. She's brought a flair these past uh, two whole seasons, I guess we could say. But um, I feel like they're almost using her as a puppet. She is in a vulnerable state. She's going through a divorce. You know, her boss died. They were trying to pin it on her. Then they were trying to pin Nate Sr.'s death on her. It's like I kind of want them to give Tegan a break. Um, but with Annalise, it really get, made me look at her even more sideways because she literally just lied to Tegan just flat out. And for Frank, I don't know if he fully uh, is is is. I don't know if he fully wants to be involved with Annalise as he's putting up this front. He was lying to Bonnie last episode, mm-hmm. and now Annalise is lying to Tegan. So there's just there's so many lies involved. Um, I don't see it going well with Frank or any of them. So. I mean, my concern is just the fact that Annalise was so comfortable telling Frank to scare her and make sure it's good, but that's your homegirl. I mean, I understand that they don't want the governor digging up anything on Miller because they're still in that lie, and that's the problem with when you lie. You got to keep it up, and it just mm-hmm. never ends. So I understand why they don't want that to get out, but then Bonnie still has no idea that Miller is innocent. That's right. So when Nate and right. when when Tegan gets scared to death and she turns down the case out of fear for Cora, Nate and Bonnie take it among themselves to, to still file it, it anyway. Yeah, and I was just like, Bonnie, what are you doing? I, I feel like Bonnie, she just she has nothing left to lose because it's like she is usually one of the the she. I, I feel like she does make smart moves when it comes to the K five or K four, but when it comes to herself, not so much personally. So I was just very shocked that she made that move, knowing that she could really risk her life. 
I think it also goes back to Bonnie was there when Nate beat Miller to death. Bonnie was the one who took his last breath. Mm-hmm. So when it comes down to the wrongful death lawsuit and everything like that, they've been in it since the beginning. Yeah. So for the both of them to find out that Miller was innocent, that would destroy them. Mm-hmm. Like, Bonnie won't recover from that, I don't think. CJ, what do you think? I honestly wasn't paying... People were talking to me in the chat, and I was, like, replying to them. <laughs> well, okay, so, and also, just to clarify, with Nate, he knows that Miller is innocent, but he doesn't... He, but there is someone who also is involved with his dad's death, but it's not Miller. It's He's the, aware of that, right? They, they know that it's the governor, but mm-hmm. the governor knows who's responsible for Miller and ex- everything like that. So that's where it gets a little tricky. Like, Nate knows and he's acting like he don't know. He's acting... Like, I remember watching the show and I literally wrote in my notes, he's acting like he didn't kill Miller. Exactly. Like, you're bringing up all of this stuff and, dude, you literally beat him to death. He's going off the deep end. And you know what? I'll save it for predictions because I think that's going to kind of tie into maybe the the end of this end of season. It. I mean, I think... Because Nate has really just kind of shocked us and done a complete flip of his character. And um, it's made me not like him as much. Mm-hmm. And I usually love Nate, so. So, okay, with the temperature of Tegan and Nate this episode, are y'all feeling more like Tegan is not working with the Castillos and a little bit more innocent than we were led to believe? Yeah, I think that storyline, like, dropped a little while ago. Yeah, but I just think once she finds out, though, that they've been doing all these things behind her back. I mean, her ex-wife, she was literally crying about this on the floor, boo-hooing, and she's gone to Annalise drunk for advice. She cherishes Annalise. And Annalise, is she doesn't know how to... to, to be loved. She doesn't know how to be loved or to love. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've literally given up on her with that. I mean, speaking of love, we have Bonnie and Frank, and Frank confessing his love... For Bonnie to Annalise, while Annalise has put him on a mission to scare Tegan. So when Bonnie admits that her and Nate still filed this suit, Frank is looking like, oh crap, the whole point of me scaring Tegan was so that it wouldn't be filed. So now their whole love island is about to be destroyed. Yeah, and I also felt like Bonnie peeped when uh, t- when Tegan said, oh, yes, um, someone sent me pictures of Cora, and they showed it to her. Uh-huh. I feel like in her head she was like... That's Frank. That's Frank. Yeah. Like, that's why I she's thought- sneaky <laughs> herself. She just seemed like she wasn't buying it, and so I, I think that's what happened with that. Do you feel like that's why Bonnie isn't giving in to Frank and his antics? Like, he's like, oh, come take a shower with me, and she's like, no, nah, you go ahead. Like, I think she's just playing hard to get, honestly. And also, I mean, she's been through a lot, so I think it's hard for her to love and be loved as well. She gets confused with those things. But Frank did leave her high and dry after they hooked up. And um, I just, he still loved Laurel. I feel like his actions shows that he wanted Laurel. He got his ass beat for Laurel. Yeah. So, you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't go into that deep either. And also, she killed her ex would have been fiance. So I, she needs time to heal. She does. Let's let her do that. So we, so it's safe to say that we agree with Annalise that Frank will end up hurting Bonnie. So she doesn't, and Annalise doesn't give her approval. And I don't think that I do too. I don't think any of us, because I've been reading the comments over the past few weeks, <laughs> none of us really are into Bonnie and Frank. We're not here for their relationship, at least me speaking for myself. So I'm No, with, I was. Remember, I like hit you guys up when I saw it and I was like, Bonnie, or Frank confesses love to Bonnie and I was really here for it because Ew, like, I wasn't. no, honestly, so... they deserve each other. They've been through a lot together. They, like, honestly a perfect match. 
Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie and Frank. I, <laughs> I think their love island is about to be destroyed because mm-hmm. they both are super sneaky, super manipulative. They were both raised by Annalise. But that's awesome, though. Like, you can have fun in that relationship, just, like, manipulating each Except other. Except they're not being 100% honest with one another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not going to be fun. They're going to end up butting heads and going after each other. Yep. Bonnie and Clyde, I'm telling you. Literally, or like, yeah. uh, the, Joker, the Joker and what's her name? Back. What's the Joker's wife's Harley name? Harley Quinn. Yeah, Harley Quinn and the Joker. Honestly, perfect match. I don't know. So while Annalise is ruining <laughs> Bonnie and Frank's relationship, she's out here caking with Robert. Yes. <laughs> with Robert. Which, okay, okay. I like that she's just upfront and says, listen, I am a lot. I'm a lot to handle. Mm-hmm. And I... Well, I don't think he would have anything to do with the Castillos, but I don't know. Just because, like, where did he come from? And the fact that he's sticking around, and then she's still trying to move out of the country. I don't even think he knows all of this. So it's just very confusing. But I also want her to love and be touched, as he said. So she deserves that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Does she not? She's been through a lot. I mean, she's been through a lot. But one thing I can say between this new relationship with her, she's being super honest and transparent. Even when the whole Sarah Gordon person knocked on her door, which we found out is working for Xavier. Like, that's when the episode started to turn up for me. Like, when the governor got involved and we found out Sarah Gordon wasn't the stranger looking for the penthouse, that she actually is a spy for Xavier. Mm -hmm. She might try to kill Annalise. And I already, I already like when I saw that just in the beginning when um the door was rattling. If you need to get somewhere, why are you rattling a door anyway? Like I just it, the whole thing was just sus to me. So I already kind of sensed that that lady had something to do. She was up to something. I think I'm more disappointed that Annalise didn't pick up on it. Like if you were looking for your yeah. Airbnb, why were you doing all of that with the door? But what I was saying is, I do love that she asked him to stay on the phone. That she was like. I will shoot you. I have a gun. Like, she's not hiding yeah. that. And I also appreciate his, like, his compassion in that moment. Do you need me to come over? Is everything okay? Someone in the chat, uh, they, they, I think that's how you say it. G says, I don't trust a new boyfriend. I'm paranoid. I don't either. Only because since he was, well, But what are you going to do in two episodes? We don't know. I mean, there are a lot of people who have done stuff in one episode, true, you know? True. So you just never know. And this might lead more into predictions, which is why you have to stay tuned. But I would just put it out there. Him being on the phone could be some sort of way of distraction as to, you know, the woman knocking on Annalise's door. Maybe there's a connection. I'm going to just throw it out there. I mean, watching the two of them and how persistent he is with wanting to date Annalise, I do feel like Robert might be a little suspect, but still not completely sure. Because I do, I I, I want to believe that he's genuinely into Annalise. Me too. I want to believe it. But what I can't believe is that, switching gears here... That Connor admitted to Oliver that he chopped up the body. This is where the episode ends. So before we get into our special segment, we're left with this Oliver Connor drama. Yes. I was so mad at Connor for doing that because here's why. I get it. They are married. They are a couple. They are one. But I just about two episodes ago, Oliver admitted to not trusting Connor, mm-hmm. you know, saying I can't trust you with certain things. You might disclose certain information. I know you, but I don't trust Oliver in that sense to tell him everything, you know, that you've done. I honestly, you probably should have told him that before you guys got married. Right. So it was just too much too soon. And like the fact that you said that you chopped up a body, how was that supposed to be anything good for you? One I don't trust one it. thing it did reveal. So when we got the whole flashback of Connor being, you know, Connor passing out Mm -hmm. and being interrogated, we thought that they might have shown him a picture of Oliver being dead. So to know that Oliver is at the police station confessing to being the murderer, 
that wait who thought that we thought that as a panel like as a panel as the people in the chat room we uh, thought we insinuated that it might have been a picture of Oliver that they shown because why else would he like hmm. have a heart attack right and I have, I have another idea now and pass out you just hold it I know hold it because we're almost it. there um, <laughs> final final thoughts about this episode just I mean I still. Go ahead. No, I, I, I'm going to piggyback off of what Elena said just to say that I think they were trying to use this as like a stepping stone to go into what will happen more. We have two episodes left, so I think it's going to be very good. Governor's back, so I won't say it was a bad episode. It was just enough, and I expect more next episode. I agree with my original statement. It was dry. <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we, we've had these topics, and though they didn't go into depth of anything, we like all of the predictions that you're coming up with, you're like, ooh, I have another idea. Mm-hmm. It's because we needed this stepping stone. Right. So I just feel I, I feel like this was a this, this was a good leeway. <laughs> we have two more episodes yes. until the fall finale, like the, the midway finale of this season. Uh, and it's getting a little real, and I'm a little nervous. Me too. Let's move into the special segment on that <laughs> note. So our special segment, guys, is Keating's Best. And that is basically we choose our MVP of tonight's episode. Say why we love them, why they were the Keating's Best. I will start with you, Elena. I'm going to give my Keating's Best to the grandma, Ryan's grandma. Mm. Because I don't think that's how this works, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't understand. No, I thought it was great. Continue. Okay, continue. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I can't do that. I was like out of Keating's five, like out of the oh, Keating circle. The, the Keating circle. I thought it was no, the episode it's too. A, it's the episode. Go okay, ahead. just do change the rules. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, I'm gonna give it to the grandma because the whole line about you being an adult and just taking responsibility. I think that that's a line that everyone in the K five, K four needs to hear, including Annalise, including Tegan. I think that throughout the show, throughout the seasons, they just do some really dumb stuff and they forget that they. Y'all are grown. Mm-hmm. Grow up. Make the grown-up decision and own what you do and take responsibility. So I'm giving it to Grandma. Okay, I like that. I'll go with that, too, but I'll, I'll think of another one, and I will say Michaela again for this episode, only because I like that she was open and honest. Michaela it does not always address her own issues, mm-hmm. and she does not always hold herself accountable. So I'll give it to her for this episode. Um, <laughs> I honestly don't think there was... Really, anyone who stood out? <gasps> no oh my one. God. No, okay. like honestly, they, I don't think anyone really. Did you have something to say? I was gonna say I'll do one for you if it's gonna be a K five. Sure, K- I'll give it to Gabriel. Yeah. Okay. No, that's not <laughs> because in their relationship, M- Michaela and Gabriel, he has been so mature yes, with wanting has. to address the issues, wanting to be there, still showing up, his persistence, his maturity. So yeah, he can have it for me as well. Yeah. I don't know. But let me know in the comments who you guys think is your Keating's best, and we'd love to discuss. And, yeah, let's move on. On that note, let's move into some news and gossip. Yes. (laughs) So I mentioned how we literally only have two more episodes until this fall season finale. And I am not the only one who is feeling some type of way. Charlie Weber is also in denial about the show ending, which is kind of crazy because at this point he's without a job. So you would think that, you know, he'd be more on board with the fact that the show has come to an end. Um, I had that shirt. That's great. (laughs) In an article by BuzzFeed, he literally said, I think everyone's sort of denying that the show is ending. Um, We know that it's the end, but it's sort of just trying to enjoy his time with these amazing people and the amazing work that they print in front of him. So I think that, you know, through 
all of the developments of Frank's character on the show that he's really just trying to live into the moment. So I just want to take that moment and relate with him on the fact that he does not believe that the show is ending. And on another note, with Viola Davis... A lot of, I guess, questions have been coming up with how to get away with murder, especially since the season's ending. So she took this time to address a few myths that she feels has been happening in the show. And it comes down to how people feel like they should handle issues and conflicts and how to resolve it. She literally feels like people, she says, people have an idea of what it looks like to rise from the ashes. The biggest myth that keeps us in the ashes is thinking that after you do the work, you wake up one day and you have your happy ending. People are blinded by what they see in movies and television. That's not real. That's not realistic. Growth sometimes is just going from A to B with the realization that it's enough to get you from one leap pad to the next. She, that was a quote from the InStyle magazine when it came down to her biggest myth relating to how to get away with murder and I think it's because people put her in this box with Annalise, the character Viola Davis, because mm-hmm. that, you know, out of all her accolades, she is also b- widely known for this Absolutely. character. Um, so that's one of the myths. Don't think that you don't have to do the work and that you're going to wake up tomorrow and get your happy ending. Yeah. That's so let's true. move into some predictions. predictions. Wait, is this a, predictions. New, a new, like, soundbite? I'd like to switch it up a little bit. <laughs> Keep them guessing. Yeah. CJ, give me your predictions whoa, for it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> uh, uh, can we come back? Sure. <laughs> Jamie, what are your predictions? Because I'm absolutely I had really so many, and um, I'll give you one for right now, and that way if you come up with them, I can like piggyback off of that. But one of them I will say is, since we thought that Connor was looking at Ollie's picture in that waiting room or whatever... Maybe it was a picture of him chopping up Sam's body, or it could have been a picture of like this, that bonfire from that first episode because there were a lot of suspicions going on that night. Of course, there would be um, um, people out on that bonfire night for the college just to make sure people are safe. So maybe someone did see it, or there's like a certain file or something. It's a picture of something, um, something related to either Connor's past. We'll just put it at that. Yeah. Huh. That'd be. Sc- I mean, yeah. I, I doubt. I doubt that it's a picture of the bodies, though, because right. no one could really get that. But it would be interesting if they bring it back to season one. That would be really good. Yeah. She just shut down your prediction. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> no, she has multiple facets. What would make him like hyperventilate like that? So I feel like it's something from the past, and yeah. I think it'd be dope if it was from say, episode one. Yeah, that would. To so give CJ time to think, Steve Rogers in the chat predicts that the threesome dude was an informant because that's the only thing that could explain them randomly bringing him in. Black Magic also thinks that Connor was shown a picture of Sam, and he's been saying that since episode one, so he agrees with you. Thank you. <laughs> CJ, what's your <laughs> prediction? Um, I thought it was your turn now, since we skipped me and then... Okay, you don't... Is that... <laughs> My prediction for the show is that... As much as I want Annalise to date someone and to be there, I think that Robert may turn on her. Mm-hmm. But on that same note, I also think that they could they could run away together. Because he's she's brought up this episode that he has two failed marriages and that the little ounce of his self-worth he wants to love with her. So I wouldn't be surprised if she just as open as she's been with him if they run away together fake her death because he also he he works for the FBI or something remember when we were right. introduced to him so he has connection he knows how to like get away with disappearing I feel um, so I think they're gonna run away together yeah so mm-hmm. I guess my prediction I'm just gonna like predict who killed Annalise because I do think she's dead mm-hmm. um, I think for the final episode Laurel's gonna come back 
and like it's gonna all tie back to her and she's gonna be the one who kills her for some reason that's just always been in my mind because like she can't not be in this season we will need answers because we still don't really know yeah, what but, happened with Laurel's mom and how Laurel got yeah, the what? scratches. <laughs> so it's just all these things that I do still want answers on. Like, and even with Michaela, her her adopted parents, I just I want answers more, and I don't want them to just leave it. So. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna be everything's gonna tie back to Laurel, and then she's gonna get her own spinoff show since this one's ending. Oh no! I mean, that's a cute prediction. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you have honest, high hopes. Maybe remember that used to be our song because we have high. Literally <laughs> anything can happen, and I think that the next two episodes to end this fall finale is just going to be epic, epic because of how they set us up. Let's go. Because of how they set us up, our hearts are just going to be racing. Go We're not going to be able to sit in our <laughs> right. seats. Um, but it's been so lovely chatting with you guys tonight. I can't wait to be back next week. I'll yes. be out, but mm. April will be back, and the rest of the crew will be here. Until then, you can follow me on all social platforms at hey underscore it's lay. And you can find me on Twitter at It's Jamie Gray or on Instagram at Jamie Gray, J-A-I-M-I. And it's your boy, CJ. If you want to hear my Jordan Wood song, go to my Instagram because it's ICJ Walker. It's a dope song. She performed it with me. Let's go. Until <laughs> next week, guys. Bye. See you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.